Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And today we are so excited to be joined by newly minted world bronze medalist Emma Spence, who is fresh off returning from Liverpool, where she and her team made history by winning the first team world medal ever for Canada. Emma joins us this week to talk about her experience at Worlds, where she went from being a non-traveling alternate to world medalist in just a matter of days. Emma also talks about why she wanted to speak at the FIJ Safeguarding Conference, where she did the morning of the team final no big deal as well as refining her passion for the sport through college gymnastics we think you guys are really gonna like this episode so stick around but before we get to that we want to real quickly thank our gold level patreon supporters so a big thank you to emily b kathleen r lucy s becca s dfp blake b cookie master faith m Kristen r Lori s sabrina m amy c erica s alon w m Derek H, and Abby M. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you guys so, so much. And if you are interested in becoming a Patreon supporter, we have a link in the show notes down below to our Patreon page where you can learn more about the perks of each tier level and how your contributions help our show to thrive. So if you're interested, the link is down below. And thank you guys so much. Before we get into today's episode, we'd like to thank our sponsor, Asher Athletic. With the Bar Heel Pad and Gym Heel Pad by Asher Athletic, gymnasts now have two kinds of footwear to provide protection and security when learning new skills. With special padding for painless impact protection, cool mesh inner soles to help keep feet cool, and a non-slip bottom all made from vegan materials, Asher Athletic Heel Pads are helping to create a new standard in gymnastics training and protective footwear. Train with confidence and focus on your ability to achieve the best results with Asher Athletic Heel Pads. Click the link in the show notes down below or visit AsherAthletic.com to learn more. Congratulations on your performance at Worlds, World Bronze Medalist. How does that feel? Honestly, it still doesn't really feel real. Like that whole experience was just so crazy. And it's been about a week and a half now, and it still just like hasn't sunk in yet. You originally weren't even on the Worlds team. You were a non-traveling alternate. So tell us a little bit about that and how you even being on the Worlds team came to be. Okay, so... I was originally supposed to go to world trials, but three days before I was supposed to leave, three or four days before I was supposed to leave, I got diagnosed with mono and strep. So I was so sick. Like I've never been that sick before. Um, I wasn't allowed to train. I wasn't allowed to travel, like nothing. I had to take so much time off gymnastics as well. So that was honestly really hard. I really wanted to go to world trials. I felt like I had a pretty good shot at making the team coming off of Commonwealth Games. So that was pretty sad. Um, that was hard for me to move past. But we ended up petitioning some of my routines from Commonwealth Games for them to use that instead. So yeah, I was named non-traveling alternate. And I kind of decided, honestly, that after I was able to come back and train, I took about four weeks of no gymnastics. Like It was crazy because the doctors were just super strict with my return to training just so I wouldn't get hurt. Nothing bad would happen. So I was like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I was going with it. And about a week before I left for Worlds, Gymnastics Canada called me and told me that they wanted me to compete because Rose was injured. I was like freaking, I was like, okay. Um, I honestly kind of was training my NCAA routines because I really didn't think I was going to get called up. So- yeah. It's- 
not that often that the non-traveling alternate gets called. Yeah, exactly. So I was kind of just mentally checked out because I was a little bit upset I wasn't on the world's team too. So I was like, okay, let's work on something else that will make me feel good and like have fun with it. So I started training my new NCAA routines and I was like, okay, well, how much time do I have like to give you guys my answer? Like, this is huge. I'm going to end up leaving next week for three weeks. They're like, we need your answer by tomorrow. I was like, okay. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> so then I, I kind of freaked out, not going to lie. I was calling my mom, my coaches, my coaches here, coaches back home. Like I was just talking to so many people trying to get their advice and like, what do I do? Like I knew that my gymnastics would be okay if I just kind of went with it, trusted myself because um, I've been doing the same routines for so long and I was still doing routines. They're just not the exact same. So yeah, that was really chaotic, honestly, but I decided I was going to do it. I was like, I really did want to make the world team at the beginning. So might as well, even this isn't the way, isn't the way I wanted to do it. Um, it's still the opportunity to go. So I decided I would do it. So quickly in within one week, I changed all my routines up, up back to elite, um, went to back to fig settings because I was training NCAA bar and vault settings and everything. Yeah. So yeah, I quickly got that together and then I left about a week later. We went to Montreal for a couple of days and then we went to England. So once you did podium training when you were there, did you feel like you were prepared or were you kind of like, oh gosh? <laughs> um, no, I actually did feel pretty prepared. Uh, we had a, like a verification kind of day in Montreal as well. And I did hit all my routines and they were pretty good. So I was like, okay, once I, once the verification was done in Montreal, I felt pretty confident going into the competition, but yeah, it was just so chaotic. And it, a lot of it honestly was very mental because it was more like just have to trust myself and trust my gymnastics, my training, and just know that I can hit my routines when it counted, even though I didn't have the numbers leading up to this competition to back it up. It was really just trusting myself throughout the whole competition. It makes what you did even more incredible, honestly, knowing all that now. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's why it doesn't even feel real because basically how it went was I was ready for world trials. And then I got sick and then I took four weeks off, no gymnastics, and then about a week and a half of training. And then I left for Montreal and then England, and then we got the world's medal and it just all <laughs> happened so fast. Sounds like a movie. Yeah. It like, it seriously doesn't feel real still. So after qualifications, Canada was an eight. So technically going into the team finals, you guys were like in last place. What was the mindset going into that day? Did you guys think that getting a medal was possible or were you just like happy to be there in the team finals? Yeah, we were just happy to be there. Honestly, we weren't even 100% sure we were going to make the team final. You know that gold Leo that we wore? Yeah. That was supposed to be our team final suit. But we're like, it's our favorite one. What if we don't make team final? At least we can wear it once. So we wore it in qualification day. And then we ended up making finals um came in eighth so we just sneaked in but we were super excited about it and we're like okay just happy to be here like we didn't expect a medal or anything our goal was kind of going into it was kind of okay we're already in eighth we can't really do worse than eighth so just lay it out on the floor just go hard and try your best and see what happens and it ended up working out for us <laughs> so talk about the moment that you realized that you guys had won the bronze medal obviously you were on beam that was your last event so kind of just walk us through those couple of moments where you were watching the scoreboard and then you realized that you guys actually did it um honestly throughout the whole competition we weren't really paying attention to the scores 
or anyone else. Like we were really zoned in on ourselves because our goals was just to try our best and stay together as a team. And so we weren't paying attention to anyone else, not the scores or anything. We didn't really expect much, too much to happen, come out of it. So I think after I did my routine or like Sid did her routine, when there was like one or two routines left, then we kind of started looking and we're like, oh, we're still up there. Like we checked, I think after one event, but we're like, oh, it's just first event. So like, whatever, we didn't know if anything is actually going to come out of it. And then once Ellie hit her routine, we're like, oh, like that was actually a really good routine. Maybe something's going to come out of this. And we're looking around the crowd and we're like, do we think we actually did it? Like whatever. And then we look up and people in the crowd are literally showing like their fingers, like three, three, three. And we're like, like we did it. And everyone's like shaking their head, but it wasn't official on the scoreboard yet. So we're kind of freaking out. But then Ellie's like, guys, no, don't, don't do that. Don't say it yet. Like, it's not official. Don't say like, don't joke with me. Um, so we waited until it was official to celebrate, but we did, really didn't expect it. And like, because we weren't paying attention to the scores throughout the whole competition, I think that's what made that moment just so much more real. And like our reaction was like, like what was going on in our heads and everything in the moment. It was so real. Well, it probably is less nerve wracking too for you, like not knowing what's on the line. Like you can just go in and do your job and not let the fact that you're potentially going to win a medal even get inside of your head. I feel like I'd rather like, like I wouldn't want to know where we were at. I would just want to go out there and do my job. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what really helped us going in as eighth, honestly, because we didn't have that pressure like the other countries did. Like if they were coming in, like in medal contention or anything, we really were just like, happy to be here. We're just going to try our best and see what happens. And I think that mentality really helped us going into the competition because we were just so focused on us and our gymnastics and supporting each other. And we did see a couple of falls throughout the competition. We're like, oh my gosh, that person just fell. That's weird. But like, we just kind of moved on past it and we're like just focusing on ourselves. So yeah, I think that was really helpful. And you guys, I want to give you a shout out because you were the only team in the whole team final that didn't have a ball. Yeah, that's so crazy. It's pretty cool. Consistency queens. We love that. <laughs> and your guys' team was honestly pretty young and inexperienced. I mean, aside from Ellie, who's obviously been to the Olympics and Worlds previously, nobody else on the team had any World Championship experience. So what advice did Ellie give to the team, you know, being that kind of the leader of the team? Um, a lot of it was just focused on trusting ourselves and enjoying ourselves, being in the moment. Um, which was really helpful. Like she wasn't putting any extra pressure on us. We weren't putting any extra pressure on ourselves. It was really just to go out there, trust ourselves and just try our best. So, and then she had, if we had any questions or anything related to the format of the competition or anything gymnastics related, she was always there to answer our questions and help us out. So she was really like our mom of the competition of the team. People on Twitter call her mom. And I saw someone tagged you in a tweet, like telling you to tell her. Is she aware of the fact that everyone calls her mom? <laughs> yeah, she finds it really funny. Like when we were there, I kept sending her like funny tweets about it. And she just, she thought it was so funny. She's like, I don't even know like what exactly this means, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad she finds it funny. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So in addition to the historic team medal, you guys also sealed in your berth for Paris 2024 as a team. So how much of a relief is that for you guys going forward, knowing that you've already qualified a team to the Olympics and now you don't really have to focus or worry about that going forward? How much of a relief is that? Yeah, I'd say that's pretty relieving for everyone on the team, honestly, because that means next year we can go out and try newer skills if we want to or routines that we're planning on trying if we're going to the Olympics or anything like that. So 
we won't have that extra pressure on having to hit those routines. It's more going out there to get that experience and practice leading into the Olympic year. So I think that's pretty helpful. And honestly, once again, we really, I don't think expected that to happen at all. Like we're celebrating and then over like the big speaker they announced and they just qualified a team to Paris and we're like, wait, what? Like, oh, yeah. that too. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. So like all of this was super cool. So is Paris a goal for you? Yeah, I think so. Like I'm going to try it and see. Honestly, when I went into starting to do NCAA, I wasn't sure if I was going to do elite gymnastics at all, but I had a really like strong NCAA season. Um, I felt like I was in the best place mentally that I've been ever in my gymnastics and physically. Like I just felt like I was in a really good place once season was done. So I was like, I'm just going to try national, see what happens, see what comes out of it. I really didn't think, I wasn't even sure I was going to make it to Commonwealth Games either. I was just doing it because I wanted to see where I was at and I had fun doing gymnastics. So I want to bring that fun from NCAA back to my elite and just see where that took me, I guess. By doing those competitions, I realized that by having that more fun mentality going into the competitions, it did help my gymnastics as well. So then, yeah, I went to Commonwealth Games and ended up going to Worlds. So I'm kind of just taking it one competition at a time, seeing where my body's at mentally, where I'm at. But if I'm feeling good, might as well try it, honestly. We were hoping that you would do both. I know it's probably hard to balance both college and elite, but we were hoping. We just didn't want to assume that you were going to do both. (laughs) Yeah, it's a little bit challenging, but the support systems I have here are really good. Like I just missed three weeks of school, but my teachers and have been super supportive. There's really good people here in academics that were working with me and I'm all caught up now. Like that's crazy. When you were in Liverpool, did you do any schoolwork or like, how, how did you actually do that? I did. I actually did two exams when I was there too. Really? Um, oh my gosh. I could not imagine. <laughs> yeah, it was, it's been, it was kind of busy and I did procrastinate a lot. Like if you ask the team, like They'd be like, shouldn't you be doing schoolwork? Because I kept saying, oh my gosh, I have so much schoolwork to do. But then I'm just sitting there on my phone, like, shouldn't you be doing school? I'm like, yeah. It's okay. You were worried about other things. You had other priorities at the moment. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I'll just do it when I get back. So this week I focused a lot on getting my schoolwork done. And now I'm caught up and up to date and everything. So that's good. And then the coaches here are really supportive of it too. Um, So yeah, when I wanted to, I told them, they're like, well, whatever you want to do, we're here to support you. And I also had Chenge here that went to nationals. So we kind of prepared or went to worlds, not nationals, she went to worlds with me. So um, I had someone training with me leading up to it, which was really nice because prepping for nationals and Commonwealth Games, it was just me that was doing my elite stuff, but I had a buddy doing it with me. So it made it a lot easier. Yeah, not many gymnasts can say that. Honestly, they have another athlete on their college team that's also going to Worlds. Like, Yeah, I think we were the, one of the only, I think we were the only school. I saw something about it. Yeah, yeah. you were. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty cool. Breaking and, all kinds of ground here. <laughs> yeah, and just the, the team here is super supportive. Like, they made us all little good luck message cards, like each person on the team. So when we got there, Cheng and I both had envelopes full of like 20 little letters that we were reading. Like, it was super cute. Yeah everyone's just super supportive and they were sending videos watching the competition they said they were all crying with us when we got the medal and everything and they're sending videos and it was super sweet oh, I love that <laughs> so 
Another badass thing that you did at Worlds was the day of the team finals, the morning of the team finals, I should say, you spoke at the FIG safeguarding conference. So I guess, how did that opportunity come about? And then why did you feel the need to partake in that? Knowing that you're at Worlds, you're there to compete, you probably already have enough going on, like you said, balancing school. So to take on this other opportunity, um, I guess, just talk a little bit about that and why you decided to do that. Yeah, so... Yeah, Worlds was just so busy, honestly, but it was good. It was a good time. I originally was supposed to come to Worlds just to do that because I wasn't on the team or anything. So Fig already planned like my traveling, my accommodations for just going there four days to speak at that conference. But I ended up making the team like Worlds team and everything and changed everything. And they're like, okay, well, um, you just let us know if you feel like you're able to. If not, don't worry about it. Like focus competition as your priority. I was like, okay, I'll let you guys know when I'm there. Um, but I was already prepared for it. We've been preparing for it for the last few months leading up to the conference. And I'm part of the FIG Safeguarding Working Group, which is a group of about 15 to 18 of us from around the world that meet monthly. And we just kind of discuss cultural kind of issues in gymnastics that we want to work on or try and improve. We recently restructured the code of conduct for gymnastics. And we came up with the 10 golden rules of gymnastics that they had posters everywhere at Worlds displaying, which was really cool knowing that I worked on that. And we did a webinar a couple months ago World for anyone worldwide that wanted more information about safe sport and safeguarding and gymnastics. So after that, they selected me out of everyone from that group to come to Worlds and speak. So that was a huge honor for me. I was super excited. So I don't know, I just felt like it was a really good opportunity to talk about things that I guess mean a lot to me. Like I'm very passionate about changing the culture in gymnastics. I personally have gone through some rougher experience, experiences in gymnastics related to that. So I really want to see a change and I want to be a part of that change. So when they asked me if I still wanted to, I was like, okay, yeah, might as well do it. Like I was really prepared and motivated and excited to do it. And I did want to be a part of that change. And just, it was the first conference that they've done like that at a world championships before that was led by athletes. So I thought it was really important to be there for that. And especially just because I prepared with them leading up to it. I was like, yeah. And we didn't compete until night. So I was like, it'll give me something to do during the day. It was busy, but it was super exciting. And the Canadian team came to watch and support me. So I was super, super thankful for them. But yeah, so I decided to do it. And honestly, we weren't sure if we were going to make the finals anyways. So I was like, if we didn't even make it, it's fine. I had something else to do that day anyways. And then we made it. So yeah, I just decided to do both. Well, that's incredible. And I think it's really important too, to have active, currently competing gymnasts speaking out about stuff like that. Literally you being at Worlds competing that day, like... And there was obviously some other incredible gymnasts that you were there with as well. But to have you be someone who's currently competing, um, I think that's really important and very cool that that you would take that on. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I was super proud of it, honestly. Like that just like going into the finals, like I was, I already felt like I did something that I was so proud of that day that I was like, whatever happens, happens, honestly. I'm really happy with how my day has been going already. So and it got even better. <laughs> Yeah. And then it just got way better. Like didn't even expect any of it. I was just already in a good mood. So super excited. So is public speaking, because I, I, I hate public speaking. So is that nerve wracking for you or were you more nervous to be competing in the team final later that evening? Um, I'm honestly kind of nervous about public speaking. Like I'm kind of a shy person, honestly. I'm not as much anymore, but I used to be. 
But, but I've done some public speaking kind of things throughout the last few years, like at elementary schools um, or like kind of events. And then I once I joined this fig group, I've done a couple of different speaking events with them. So I don't know. It was nerve wracking. Like I remember I was we're about to go on and I look at Danusha. I'm like, I'm freaking out. I'm shaking. Like, this is so scary. She's like, you'll be fine. Just breathe. And I'm like, okay. Cause she's been doing it for all the world. So she had the experience of like the public speaking and everything. She's like, you'll be okay. Just breathe. Talk slow if you need. Or I was like, okay. So she gave me a couple of tips and then I just went out. And once we started, I mean, I was kind of shaky at the beginning. Like my voice was shaky at the beginning, but after a couple of minutes, it was good. Well, it's one of those things, like the more you do it, you just get more comfortable doing it. And honestly, good for you. You said you were shy or you used to be shy. Good for you for like seeking out opportunities and putting yourself in situations where you may be uncomfortable and nervous and like kind of just pushing through that. I just think that's really- That's how you grow. Yes. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I've definitely gotten better from when I first did like my first speaking kind of event. And I don't know, I just think it's something important to have like a good- just something good to have yeah because then if there's anything like that I want to talk about like especially these big events it's just something that I'm super passionate about talking about so at least now I'm able to use my voice and communicate what I think is important and especially with things like this when trying to make positive change so we've talked about this incredible world championships and all the things you've done how did you celebrate it all um well we went out a couple times (laughs) after (laughs) As you should. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and then the next day we went to have dessert for lunch, which was super cool. Like Team Canada went to, there was this little like dessert cafe okay. close to where we were staying at the hotel. So the whole team went out and we got dessert for lunch, which was awesome. Yeah, the banquet was super fun that they held for us at Worlds and all the athletes got to hang out and have a good time there. So they had a couple little things set up for us to do too. And then um was able to watch the rest of the competition we watched most of the next days of competition afterwards so yeah watching Ellie get her bean medal yes that was so so good to see that banquet that is that like just the athletes or are there like coaches and stuff there too or everyone just- actually okay all the whole delegation all countries they actually had it in the training room too like the training gym and then they like took out all the equipment and just had everyone gather in there I feel like it would be so interesting to like sit back and people watch at that banquet just to have all these people from different countries together like competitors people on your team just all be in one place. people of all ages yeah yeah, yeah especially that too because they're like judges too like there were so many people but it's a good time and once we're out of a competition setting like everyone's very friendly not saying that we aren't in the competition setting either, but everyone's more serious and focused on themselves. But once we get in an environment like that, everyone's hanging out, having a good time together. And it's really nice to see. So did you get to go home at all after Worlds or did you go straight to Nebraska? No, I came right back here. I kind of do it. Well, I actually do wish I could have gone home and my family does too. But I've been FaceTiming them a bunch and I did when I was in England as well. Because the next time I'll go home is going to be Christmas, but that's okay. I did have to come back. I had to go to school the next day. I came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I've been gone for three weeks. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least Christmas isn't too far away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it'll be okay. And we FaceTime a lot still. So it's all good. I did do they, did your family get to come to Liverpool to watch you? or? No. <laughs> no. And I even went to Montreal before. 
Um, but I, I don't live in Montreal, so I couldn't even see my family, even though I did go to Canada. Yeah, when we were flying over, when I was flying back, I flew by myself because I was the only one coming back to the U.S. But I was tracking on the map, like the airplane map, and I saw that we were going over Canada. I was like, no, I just want to stop there. So close, yet so far away. Yeah, exactly. So with all the success that you've had this past year, Worlds, obviously, you mentioned Commonwealth Games, you got three medals there. How much confidence does that give you going forward? Not only just for like the rest of your elite career, but also for college, just to know that like you're walking around campus as a world medalist, like that's going to feel pretty good, I'd imagine. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy because I don't see it that way. Like it hasn't sunk in. Like my coach too, like I'll be text, like texting my coaches or talking to my coaches. They're like, world medalist. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. So yeah, it does give me confidence, uh, especially leading into this NCAA season two. I feel like I've gained a lot of experience throughout those last few competitions that will be very useful for myself and just for kind of being a leader on the team because I'm not a freshman anymore. I feel like I can like channel that leadership role, I guess, and just use those experiences to help everyone else stay calm in stressful situations or bring the energy if we need or anything like that. So I'm super excited to see where this season takes us to, because honestly, we're looking pretty good. I think like even compared to when I left three weeks ago and then I came back and everyone's hitting their routines, like we're looking really solid this year. So I'm really excited for when our NCAA season starts. Yeah. What are some of the goals that you have for yourself personally, but then also your team as you get ready for your sophomore season? Um, I'm hoping to be able to compete all around again this year. Um, I have a new floor routine. I'm super excited to compete that. It's so much fun. Um, vault, I'm going to compete my one and a half. Bars, I'm adding some upgrades. I'm going to do, it's going to be not as long as my elite routine or yeah, but um, I'm going to add like my Maloney half and maybe a new dismount. We'll see. We're working on it. We'll see if it'll be ready in time because now I just have a couple of weeks to prepare because I had to go to Worlds. But um, I'm just, I'm super excited to just, have that experience for my freshman year going into this because I honestly had no idea what was going on a lot of the competitions last year just because I was so new to it and I never really watched NCAA back home either like even the first competition I was at last year as a freshman I was so confused by the rotations I was like it's you don't follow Olympic order when you compete and it was really confusing like I finished the first event I go up to my coach like okay what events next again <laughs> and, like I just it was all really new to me so now that I have that experience going into it um, I just feel more confident. And also our team, we have a lot of new faces, new coaches. We got some transfers, some new freshmen coming in. And I think we have a lot of potential this year to do really well. And one of our big goals is to try and make nationals. What was the reason that you chose Nebraska? Um, I just loved everything about it. I liked the city and like the small town vibes that it has. Um, I'm a really big country fan, so I love that part of it too. There's a lot of country concerts around here. Um, the team was really nice. The coaches were super um, accommodating, accepting of everything. When I even told them, I was like, I might want to do elite gymnastics. We'll see. And they're like, yeah, whatever you want to do, we're here for you. And the academics, there's just so many different ways that the, um, the school is here supports me for whatever I need. So I felt really just welcomed for coming here. And actually, I didn't even have a visit because it was during COVID when I decided to commit. So I decided after a couple of Zoom FaceTime tours, but I love it here. And I'm really glad I decided to come. I could not imagine going through recruiting during COVID. No. That would be yeah, so It was interesting. 
but this is also the only school I really talked to because I, I also for a long, a long time wasn't even sure if I wanted to do NCAA. But then during the COVID downtime, I was like looking into it a little bit. I was like, yeah, I might as well. Seems like it would be fun. So. so did you reach out to them first or did they reach out to you? Ooh, I don't remember, honestly. It was a while ago. <laughs> yeah, it was a while ago. I know they reached out like a couple years before, maybe like a year before I decided I was want to commit. And I actually had no idea about NCAA. I remember I was talking to Heather and I was like, okay, like, how does this work? Like just the most basic questions because I had no idea what like anything about it. So she was also really good about that and really understanding. And her being a past elite gymnast and NCAA gymnast, she had a lot of experience and knowledge to share with me as well. And she was really open about it, which I guess created that connection right away, which is really nice. Well, they are very lucky to have you. And as fans, we are so excited to watch you for the next three years in college. And I'm super excited. So we usually, whenever we interview someone, we like to finish it off with a couple of like fun, random questions. So first one is if you could pick only one of your teammates, it can either be from Canada or Nebraska, to take with you to a deserted island and you two have to try and survive together, who would you pick? Oh. <laughs> who do you trust the most? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Lori Dana May. We we were roommates together at Commonwealth Games and here, and she's just really put together and really smart. And like I go to her for a lot of advice, even when I'm not in the country. Like I'll text her sometimes, and she she just will help me. And I guess because we've just lived together pretty much at these trips, we've gotten to know each other pretty well. So work well together. Yeah, we work well together. Probably like the best roommate I've had um, on a competition trip. So yeah, I'm gonna have to go with her. What is a dream skill that you would like to compete? Mm, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> You're in. Well, that's, like, that's the answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Gymnastic skills are scary. Like, okay, I look at skills and I'm always like, oh my gosh, that looks so scary. And like, even though I learned them eventually, when I first like saw... Okay, when I was little, and I used to be like my first year ever gymnastics, I used to watch girls and I'd be like, oh my gosh, that looks so scary. I never want to do that. Like, it was like a backhand swing on beam. Like, it's just, I just, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I just feel like that just looks crazy until you actually do it. Like, it, like, I'm just like, that looks impossible. And then you do it and it's like, oh, I guess it's not, but it looks like it could be. So (laughs) a lot of skills that people do, I'm just like, how do they even do that? You're like, no, thanks. I'm good. Yeah. But then I end up learning it and then it's fine. Okay. But, let me ask you this. What's the hardest scale that you've ever trained? Like in the past even? Um, see so a couple of them were kind of hard. Um, <laughs> your Chenko double. I don't know. I haven't figured that out completely. Like I used to do it for a while, but it was never like strong enough to compete, but I'm kind of thinking of trying it again, oh. but that's just really hard. <laughs> I feel like I've heard a lot of athletes say that for some reason. I don't know yeah. why. It must be I don't know, especially because I've been doing one and a half for so long, and it's just a complete different technique. Like, I get very confused, I think, but yeah. it would be cool if I could compete it, honestly. What about favorite gymnast, but not from Canada? Is there anyone else outside of Canada that you're like, I love this person? Um, I think Rebecca right now I really like Allie Raisman as well but like current gymnast probably Rebecca like watching her at Worlds was unreal yeah 
makes I, everything just look so easy. Her vol, I mean, okay, everything she does is incredible, but her vault in particular, her tron is like out of this world. Yeah, it's crazy. So and she just like casually walks off and like she just makes everything she do does look so easy. And I think that's one thing that makes gymnast like makes a gymnast look so good when it just looks so effortless. Yeah. And she does that every single thing she does. The average person would watch that and have like no idea how difficult it actually mm-hmm. is. Yeah, it's crazy. So this next one, I feel like it's kind of a controversial one. We'll see what you think. So as of today, which is we're recording this on November 13th, is it too early to put up Christmas decorations and listen to Christmas music? Yeah. Are, you, are you judging us? No, I think your tree's cute. <laughs> so when, is, when is the appropriate time? I don't know. I feel like that's a December thing. Okay. I don't know. I feel like December 1st is really when I start feeling like it's about to be Christmas, but I know a lot of people that already have stuff up or that are shopping for it this weekend. Like some of my teammates were telling me that they're getting stuff this weekend or my American friends were saying that it's usually like a American Thanksgiving tradition, or I guess it's a normal Thanksgiving tradition for them. But like during that holiday season time that they put up their Christmas stuff, I'm trying to think of when we do, I think we usually do it around the first week of December back home. That makes sense. I feel like that's when most people do it. But see, I personally, like, I don't feel like it's Christmas. I just like how the Christmas tree looks. So like the vibe that it puts off. Like, yeah. Well, that one's cute, too. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not a- super, like, traditionally Christmas either. Yeah. So like, I feel like that could work at any time. Well, maybe not, like, in the summer, but. <laughs> right. We've talked about it. We're like, we could just leave this up as, like, a light source. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's cute. This apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I don't know. That's such, like, a. People are so like divided on that topic. Like it either has to be like after Thanksgiving here in the US or like, I guess some people like us do it early. Yeah. I mean, whatever makes you happy, really. Like it's in your house. So yeah. yeah. All about spreading joy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Last question is what is one thing people would be surprised to know about you? Uh, My first language was French. Really? Oh, really? Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Interesting. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of people don't. But yeah, it was. And I went to like an all French school, like every class I took in high school growing up, or, like all school growing up until I got here was all in French. So do you have like a parent that's from France or um, parts of Canada, they, they speak French, don't they? Yeah. So okay. Quebec in Canada is like all French. And then most provinces are pretty bilingual or at least have like bilingual schools but Ontario is right beside Quebec so it is pretty French and like especially northern Ontario which is where my parents are from um and I do have some family in Quebec so my mom's side of the family is French okay so when you see your mom's side of the family you all speak French um not really anymore when we were younger we all would most like half of the family doesn't or like understands it but doesn't speak it as much so now it's more English but when we were growing up they really were getting us to speak French just so that we like understood it quick and like learned it really quick because English is easier to learn than French would be especially because everywhere else would be English so I learned French first I guess that's really interesting I've always wanted to learn another language but it does take a lot of time and skill to be able to master it so yeah no I'm glad I learned it young because yeah. I feel like right now that would be really hard to do. 
for sure well that was all we had as far as questions is there anything else that you want to add um anything that we like didn't ask you about I mean there's stuff like that people have asked me before like through my NCAA season how I kind of found my love for the sport again because yeah going into my elite or no 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 going into my college season I wasn't or like just coming to NCAA in general I wasn't like in love with gymnastics like it's just kind of something that I did and I came to NCAA just wanted to try and see what it was like I wasn't I was kind of thinking okay I'm gonna try it out if I don't love it then I don't have to do it another year like I didn't really know what it was about but I just made really good friends had really good connections with the coaches and everyone here and I just found my love for the sport again like I've never loved gymnastics so much and the last time I really did was probably like six, seven years ago when I actually truly enjoyed doing it. So I think that's something really special that NCAA has brought to me. And then that's what continues to help me do my elite gymnastics now. And I'm bringing that side of it to my elite stuff. And that's making me do better than I thought I ever could really. Yeah, I know. I feel like so many gymnasts, they get better in college almost like your skills improve your execution improves and then I feel like you just see more like confidence and you seem like more relaxed out there so I don't know what it is about the college environment but I really do feel like in past gymnasts that we've seen like it just like brings you to another level like mentally and physically in your gymnastics yeah exactly and I think that's one thing that's also showed me how toxic the elite gymnastics culture can be sometimes which is also why I'm so passionate about speaking up for that change. Cause I feel like so many other athletes could benefit from just being in a good environment and do even better in their gymnastics as well, whether it's coming to college or just creating a good space at their club. I just think that that helps so much. And I just want other people to be able to experience that as well. Well, I'm glad that you've almost refound your love for the sport. That makes me feel good because some people, you know, they do come to college and they don't have a good experience in college either. So I'm glad that so far, at least you seem to be having a really good experience. It makes me feel good. And I'm glad that you're able to do both. Like yeah. you're able to do college gymnastics, do elite gymnastics and continue to hopefully find joy in both those things and be able to balance it. So yeah, we're super happy for you. Thank you. And yeah, it's been super nice doing both. Like I honestly thought it was going to be a lot as well, but college teaches me some things about gymnastics that helps me with elite and then elite helps me with college like doing these big international competitions to help me with confidence and competing under high pressure situations that I can bring to the college side and then the college side helps me with like that team aspect of it and enjoying myself and having fun which when I bring that to the elite side it makes me so much better as well so having them both really I guess strengthens my gymnastics it feels like and just makes me feel like I'm in a really good spot mentally with everything that I'm trying to balance and it's not like it's too overwhelming or everything because I'm enjoying myself doing it do you train your elite routines at all while you're in college or do you just focus on college last year I didn't because I wasn't sure I was gonna do it yeah. at all and then after our NCAA season was done I took two weeks off and then I was like okay, I'm just going to try for nationals. And my coaches were like, okay. And my coaches actually came with me to nationals, which was super nice. Mm -hmm. And I think I had about a month, maybe a little bit longer to prepare. So I got my routines back, got used to fig settings again, and then I competed there. But I don't know what I'm going to do this year. Maybe I'll just play around with some of my elite skills just so that I have them 
yeah. and I'm training them a little bit. So it's not just like all of a sudden I have one month to get everything back together. Yeah, I'm super excited though for the season and especially with my new floor team. Like I'm so excited. Can you give us a hint? Like what can we expect from it? Like what's the vibe of the routine? Burlesque. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it's so fun. That does it for this week's episode and we just want to say thank you again Emma for taking the time to come chat with us we know you're a very busy lady with school and you know college gymnastics season coming up and you know just getting back from worlds and all the things that you have going on in your life we really do appreciate you taking the time to come talk to us and share all about your world journey with us so thank you thank you thank you and we're so excited to see you when you come to University of Michigan this season so best of luck we'll be rooting for you and we hope to see you soon next week we have a very exciting episode with a guest from the gym tonight this is an episode that we've been planning for a while so we're going to be talking about the top 10 ranked teams from last season and who they're getting who they've lost and whether we think their stock is going up or down for this upcoming season we're going to be talking about some of the teams that are on the brink of making regionals and we're also going to share with you some of our secret weapons freshmen that might not be on your radar which will be useful hopefully for some of your fantasy gym teams so we're really looking forward to that episode and we can't wait to talk with you guys next week bye bye